Oh, hey everyone. What's up? I'm live. Uh, I wasn't expect I wasn't expecting for this to start right away. I was actually aiming to put a graphic up and then I was going to pop in, you know, very nicely with poise, not looking like a mad woman. Uh, usually it gives me like a couple seconds to like mentally prepare myself, but here we are and it is September 16th, Saturday, September 16th. And on Saturdays, we chat AEW collision. Now I was thinking to myself, damn, I have been, so I've been going to a lot of the AEW collision shows, or at least I was at the one right before all out. And then I didn't get to watch collision last week. So I kind of had to fill in a couple of those, uh, you know, fill in a couple of things as I was watching the show here today. And based on some of the things that they announced for next week, I'm super jelly uh, about not being able to watch live next week because they announced some good stuff. But as you guys know, um, I'm leaving on vacation on Monday. And so this is my last podcast stream that's live for the next 10 days, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I'm going to feel so freaking weird, guys, uh, not doing podcasting because you guys know it's like my favorite thing in the entire world, but I'm taking a vacation and then I will be back in 10 days. However, I'm not leaving you guys high and dry. As a matter of fact, I have seven videos, guys, seven, seven seven, seven videos that are going to be coming out here on the channel. And I'm really excited about them. Four of them, which are going to be not just videos, but also podcasts as well. So you guys will have podcast content as well as video content coming out while I'm on vacation. So I'm really excited about these videos because they're all different. Not one video is the same. I'm trying new things. I'm thinking outside the box and I'm hoping that some of these things uh, do well and if these videos do well then I'm gonna be doing more stuff like that and just you know different things right you got to think outside the box guys uh you got to stay on your toes and you know keep creating new types of content and whatnot so I'm very excited for all of that but um <laughs> Taylor Cannon who's a DWO member says you definitely deserve a vacation I hope so guys like that's why I made so many videos because I just feel so much guilt going on vacation for 10 days. I feel so guilty about it. But I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? Just work my whole life. Uh, nobody should just be working their whole life. Everybody should take time off uh, if they can. And, you know, just take a couple days off to like, discover other parts of the world and you know, just put, see what else is out there, man. See what else is out there when you can. But we got AEW Collision to talk about here today, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to talk about this show because, again, I feel like I haven't talked about Collision a lot lately, and I have a lot of thoughts on Collision, and so I can't wait to get into all of that. We're going to kick things off with a couple of super chats here. This one is from Darf Steven, uh, 777. Thank you so much, Steven, for kicking us off here. He says, Tony Storm has a chance to be the top babyface for the women's division. Her character is so entertaining that people will get behind her. I love it. So I want to start off there then since uh, Stephen got is going here with Tony Storm. So Tony Storm has legitimately been this gem to watch on a weekly basis, whether they have her do little promos on Collision or AW Dynamite. Basically, these promos have been doing and getting her far along on the show. Like, people are loving it, man. It's not every single day that when you post something, uh, when I post something on Twitter about pro wrestling, it's not every day that the majority of the cop comments are people saying that they love what they are seeing and when it comes to Tony Storm and her promos that she's been doing with these like very dramatic Hollywood diva stuff and uh you know her little faces that she makes that are super memeable people are enjoying that content that we're getting from Tony Storm and Here's the thing, like AEW has can do a lot of different unique things with Tony and this specific character that she's doing. And today they kind of looked like they're starting something different here. So they ended up doing the sit down interview with Tony Storm and RJ City. And I forget what they called it. Let me see what it was. I know I screenshotted it here somewhere and now I lost it. Okay, yeah, here it is. It's called Tony Storm Portrait of a star and basically she's sitting down with 
RJ City. And from the looks of it, they were supposed to do some sort of interview. But instead, all she did was complain about how, you know, the light wasn't soft. And I love that because you guys know that in these old Hollywood films, all of the actresses and everything that they did, they did soft lighting. And so that's why you had like that really pretty glow. And, you know, women in those movies looked absolutely flawless, like they never had a pore in their entire life. And so she is complaining about the lighting. It's too harsh. And she's doing all of these dramatics. She's talking smack about the light and the lamp and how ugly it is. And so all of that stuff was really funny. But some of the things that she was talking about was she was being a super, super diva. She was saying that, you know, she thought wrestling was more about being stars and making money and not signing every little girl with a sob story. I loved this. I thought she made points across the board, man. Um, this was a really good interview that she did, or if you want to call it an interview, because it really wasn't an interview. But the skit that they did with Tony Storm was definitely a hit. And one of the things that I was thinking about too was AEW is going to be here in Los Angeles for full gear weekend. And I'm hoping that they're still doing this Tony Storm, Tony Storm stuff by till then. And I was thinking like, man, I really hope we get some skits of Tony Storm down walking down Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, maybe, you know, I, I don't know, get her in a studio or something. I feel like they can think outside the box here and do some really cool stuff. So I really hope they utilize and take advantage of being in Hollywood uh, when they're here for full gear uh, in November. So I'm very, very hoping they do something like that, but who knows? All right, Steven, thank you so much for kicking us off with some Tony Storm conversation. We got Grapple Geekery who says, not mad at Collision becoming the tag team show. Here's the thing, and this was one of the points that I was going to make in regards to uh, AEW and uh, Collision and tag teams in particular. So we're going to talk a lot about, because we had an opening match that was a tag team match, but not technically with teams that are actually a tag team. We'll talk about that in a second. And we did have Ozzy open on, on today's show. We did have FTR as well. But the thing that I was thinking about as I was watching AW Collision, though, and this is something that I wrote down on my notes, was I really, truly think, though, that FTR right now as champions, clearly, you know, they had this match against the Iron Savages. And I like the Iron Savages, right? They're cool. They come out there. They're, you know, stomping their feet. They're talking on the mic, hyping themselves up. They're big hyped boys. <laughs> They're big hyped beefy boys. There you go. And this was a very quick match though. You know, FTR wins. The match itself is okay. But I really kind of was thinking about how FTR needs more competition because aside from Aussie Open, which Aussie Open was, you know, the team that ended up challenging them to a match at Wrestle Dream. We're going to be getting FTR versus Aussie Open for Wrestle Dream, which I think is going to be freaking awesome. Uh, aside from Aussie Open, there, and you know, and you can maybe even include Bullet Club Gold to a certain extent because Bullet Club Gold, the tag team in Bullet Club Gold, is the guns. So, Personally, I feel that AEW Collision needs more tag teams. They do not have enough tag teams, in my opinion, to keep FTR really feeling like they're at, at the top, at the pinnacle of this, you know, AEW tag team division on the Collision side. So personally, I want to see more uh, tag teams in Collision and more tag teams to me that are Teams to be excited about, okay? Because after this, you know, the workhorsemen came out, J.D. Drake and Anthony Hen Henry. And no, no, you know, no shade or anything, but like, let's be real. No one's really going to be like super going like, oh my God, that's so crazy, right? Like this match is happening. Not necessarily. And maybe we'll feel that way down the line, but not today, September 16th, not feeling it. So it's just kind of like whatever's. In terms of teams that I'm really, really excited about, Ozzy Open is one of them. Uh, I don't know, the Acclaimed is maybe another one, but there's there's not that many. So I would definitely say that they need to you know, make more tag teams and more tag teams that you feel can legitimately go toe to toe with, uh, you know, FTR. So that's where we're at, in my opinion, about that. Um, all right. So uh, let's see what else we got here. 
Thank you so much to Grapple Geekery, by the way, for allowing me to make that point there. We have a couple more Super Chats to get into. This one is from Chris Ludek, who says, Denise, enjoy your well-deserved vacation. I need to know your favorite restaurants in LA. Doesn't matter how expensive it's because I'm loaded. Uh-huh. My favorite restaurants in LA. Ooh. I always forget the names of them because... I don't remember the names of restaurants. I'm usually like, oh, yeah, that one place where we went to on that one day. Or, or I'll like literally describe the building to you, but I won't remember the name of the actual restaurants. But usually I'd like to go on open table and I kind of just look and see like whatever is open. And that's where I tend to go. I love going to places in Pasadena. I love the restaurants that they have there. Um, I'm trying to think where I'm trying. There's got to be a restaurant that I know the name of that I like. Damn, you would think I would remember restaurants names. There's a bunch of bougie ones that are out there. But like non bougie ones, I can remember the non bougie ones because the non bougie restaurants are the ones that are like everywhere. And this is a non bougie restaurant that I really like. So don't make fun of me is the Roadhouse Grill. (laughs) I really like the Roadhouse Grill. Now they're not sponsoring the show. So I'm not gonna put them that over. But I do like going to their restaurant though. Uh, That's the only like non bougie one that I can think of. The rest of them are bougie and have like weird names that I don't even remember. Uh, Chris, I hope that somewhat helped. Tony Campbell says Athena versus Chris Statlander at Arthur Ashe. TK. Uh, That would definitely be a really cool matchup. We'll talk about more about Chris Statlander in a second. Tony Campbell also sends in a super chat saying Mercedes Monet and AEW on Thunder Rosa surprise Wednesday. Uh, That's what Tony Campbell here is predicting. And uh, Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, I'm curious to know if Tony Khan decides to put the title back onto Tony for a third time. Will he allow her to have a lengthy title reign? Because her reigns haven't been very long. Both have been two months max. Dude, I don't know what, you know, if my prediction on the Soraya Tony Storm match was that Tony Storm is winning. And God, I really hope that they give up. Like, this is all I want. I don't even think I'm asking for much, guys. If I'm asking for much, let me know in the comments if, if I'm asking for too much. But all I want is to see a dominant women's champion that's all i want i want the gunther i want the roman reigns i want one of those names for the women in aew like what they did with bianca belair uh things like that that's what i want i want a dominant champion for the aew women's division because i do think that that is just one little piece of what can start uh you know uh there's a lot of things that need to be fixed with the AEW women's division. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Like this one thing ain't going to solve all that. Right. But this one thing can at least be the, the, the starting point, right. You know, like let's start getting all of these things lined up and coordinated. I do think that if you do get a dominant women's champion, that's at least, you know, baby steps, man, baby steps in the right direction. So we'll see. See here, people are saying like, oh, you know, it was Jade. It was supposed to be Jade, 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 Jade. But I'm, you know, she had her streak. But here's the thing about Jade's streak. And I said this when she was, you know, doing it. All the matches were exactly the same. And I think people forget that. I didn't forget that because I watched all of the matches. That was the only thing we had the same match over and over and over again uh so yeah she was dominant because she was winning all these matches but i want more depth in that i want more like in-ring depth i want to see like you know um i want to see a competitor go out there and have these different types of matches with different types of opponents and that to me is a little bit more of i guess you can say my definition of dominant like not just winning matches clearly that comes with it but also providing depth in your in-ring matches where i don't want to go and see copy and paste the exact same match over and over again i want to see different matches different styles for example what did we get with orange cassidy as aw international champion different types of matches different types of opponents and that is what made that international championship and when orange cassidy lost that match against john moxley it was still a win why because that title reign was phenomenal and i would really like to see something along those lines for the women. So personally, that's where I'm at. Um, yes, MD89 says Denise wants ba- Denise wants bangers. 
I want the Sheamus for the AW women's division with bangers after bangers after bangers after bangers. Uh, somebody find me a Sheamus. I want a Sheamus. Uh, all right, I'm done. I'm going on, I'm going on a deep end. Fert Helton sends in a super chat, a very generous one, saying enjoy your vacation, Fert Helton. Thank you so much. And thank you, by the way, for the... Uh, uh, the, what do you call those? The super thanks. Yes. The super thanks that you have been leaving on the videos that I post. I appreciate that so freaking much, man. When I saw your super thanks on some of my videos, I was like, <laughs> thank God, <laughs> you know, uh, thank you so much to Fert Housen. Uh, Tony Campbell says, so Soraya versus Mercedes Martinez. I mean, sorry, Mercedes Monet for a title and Jade acting, not WWE. Okay. I don't get the second part. I don't get the second part, but uh, if and I, I said this earlier on Busted Open, I'll just say it really quickly again, is Jade Cargill, you know, I do hope that, you know, if she goes to WWE, I do hope we see her on the main roster stat. Uh, be cool if she went on NXT, cool, but I kind of want to see something different. I would like to see her go on the main roster. And I know that she's not going to, you know, I know she's not technically in ring the same level as some of the main girls on the main roster, but she definitely had a huge improvement. And I just think her overall star and presence is what's going to kind of get her over with the audience. Of course, that look is definitely going to get her over. As for Soraya and Mercedes Monet, uh, I don't know when Mercedes Monet is going to be cleared. Uh, I don't know what her time frame is looking like. I have no idea. So I don't know if Soraya will be champion for that long. And I feel like if we do get Soraya versus Mercedes Monet, you don't technically need the championship for that because you have such a story already to base that off of where you don't actually need a championship belt um, if that match were to happen. Thank you so much, Tony. David Kaplan sends in a super chat saying, Hello, Denise. Do you think the next few months are important for AEW after losing CM Punk, Jade maybe, and having a lot of aging stars thoughts? So I don't know about aging stars. I wouldn't say that. But in terms of losing CM Punk and Jade, Jade was already gone for, you know, several months. And, you know, things were moving along as they were. So I think it'll be fine. But again, they need to still add a lot more depth to their women's division. They need to add more women. I'm really, really hoping. I'm like, fingers crossed, prayers. Uh, I don't know what I got to do, some witchcraft or something. I would really love to see Deanna Perrazzo in AEW at some point. Uh, I know that's something I'm really secretly hoping for. Or I guess it's not secret if I'm out here publicly saying that I want to see Deanna Perrazzo in AEW. So I guess it's not secret. But that's something I genuinely want to see. And I want to hopefully see them bring in more women uh, that can, you know, just add more body to the division. Uh, in terms of CM Punk, here's the thing. AEW Collision was, you know, it was a show. He, he, was, he was, you know, the guy on AEW Collision. And I know that now the new guy is Brian Danielson. But I will be honest. As I was watching Collision here today, the thing that I kept thinking about while I was watching this, because I thought the show was okay, right? It was fine. But, for example, I, how do I say this? I want to tune in to a show and not feel like it would have been okay if I missed this episode. That is the last thing you want to feel when you're watching a show. For example, last night on SmackDown, when I tuned in, and clearly last night was a huge exception because it was The Rock, right? But when I tuned in last night to SmackDown, I thought, oh, thank God I was here for this show. Thank God I didn't miss the show because I would have been pissed had I missed the show. That's what I want to feel for AEW Collision. Of course, we can't all have, you know, those types of big moments, but I still want to feel like Tuning into every show of Collision is important. And I feel like when AEW Collision started, we were getting a lot of really good shows. I mean, there was at least like three weeks, I believe, where I chose AEW Collision as the best show of the week when I did the weekly winner on Busted Open. And now I'm kind of like, ooh, uh, I don't know. I'd be putting Collision, you know, as number one for my, uh, you know, for my week. And so that's, what I was thinking about, and the other thing that I was thinking about was this show needs to have a, a different identity. Right now, particularly speaking for this episode, this episode felt, how would I, this episode felt like, I'm trying to think of the right words here without sounding, 
I don't want to be over dramatic, but it sounded like I was getting just a lot more ring of honor stuff on this show than maybe I was kind of anticipating. And one of the things that I had mentioned on a previous review of AW Collision is I don't like when we get a bunch of matches where I only care about half of the competitors in the match. And that was something that I had said a couple weeks ago. And I did kind of feel like that with a couple of the matches that we had here today. So I kind of feel like we're in this phase where AEW Collision is trying to find its identity post CM Punk. What is this show going to look like? Because when this show first started, uh, a lot of people were like, oh my God, AEW Collision is so much better than, than, than Dynamite. It's such a different show. It's just paced better. It's the in-rings better. All of these things were better, according to a lot of people, right? And right now, it just not, it does not have that same vibe, that same uh, electricity that it did those first couple of weeks that we were getting Collision. And I really hope we get some of that back because I don't only want to be interested in certain parts of the show. I feel like as a viewer, as these, you know, these two hours that I spent watching Collision today, I felt like there was a lot of highs and lows. And by that, I mean, the highs were things I really cared about and it was good. And then there was lows where there was things that were happening on that I just did not care about. Instead of it being like a nice, you know, more of an even playing field. I just felt like it was too much of this and we weren't, and sorry for the audio listeners who aren't seeing my, my hand gestures at this moment, but I personally felt like there was two moments where I thought, okay, this is pretty damn good. And then there was moments where I'm going, oh my God, this is not something that I'm interested in. And so I do hope that AEW Collision finds its identity, finds its personality of what the kind of show it can be. Because I think it needs to feel different and it needs to feel like you want to tune in each and every single week because that's dynamite for me, guys. Dynamite every week, man. Even we, when we have like episodes that aren't A++, I still feel the need to tune in to dynamite each and every single week, regardless of, you know, if the week before wasn't that hot. I still know that because of the track record of Dynamite, I still know that I should be tuning in every week to see what goes down on the show. Uh, Eloquent says, Athena is that champion that you're thinking of. And yeah, you're right, because here's the thing with Athena. Everybody's been saying that, but here's the thing. If you're not watching Ring of Honor, you're missing a whole lot of that. You're missing a whole lot of that. I don't get to watch Ring of Honor every week. I don't, I, I don't have the time for it. And people, you know, people got other things going on. Imagine if I don't got time for it, that means other people don't got time for it. So, you know, you're having more of a select audience that is seeing this. And so speaking for the AEW Dynamite and AEW Collision portion of all of this, I think we do need to see more of that kind of champion. But yes, you're right. Athena is doing that for Ring of Honor, but we need to have that for a Dynamite, which is the flagship show. Uh, and, you know, I'm just asking for dynamite at this point. I, I'm just going to say that. Like, that's that's where I'm at. Uh, Eloquent, thank you so much as well for the super chat. I appreciate that, man, a whole lot. Um, all right, and I'm trying to get caught up here. We got another one from Tony Campbell who says, Jade isn't going to WWE. She wants to act um, when Rider Strike is over. Well, I will tell you something. I do think she's going to WWE. And if she goes to WWE, that does not mean that she cannot go and act and do these projects, right? In fact, I feel she'll have a better chance. I don't want to say maybe a better chance, right? Because I could be wrong. No, but I think she does have a really great chance of having the WWE machine behind her, pushing her to then, you know, end up on these roads. Like, look at, um, you know, Mercedes Monet when she was Sasha Banks in WWE. That's when she did, you know, The Mandalorian. She got that opportunity. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is doing... um. Oh, I forget which one he's doing. You guys remind me in the comments here which uh, which one. Uh, he's doing one of the Marvel movies. Seth Rollins is going to be in that. And we've seen a lot of other, you know, people get little opportunities like that here on there, whether it's on TV shows or movies. You see those opportunities. So I think Jade, you know, having WWE behind her uh, will, you know, help her, you know, get some of those projects in acting and whatnot. I'm not saying she has to go to WWE to get those things because clearly you don't. But I, I do think that that would be a huge, uh, definitely a huge, you know, a, a huge thing to help her out with that because you're going to get eyeballs, uh, more eyeballs, different eyeballs on you. 
We got Chris Ludeck who says, I agree CM Punk was collision and I think his input was making it feel like a different presentation um, from Dynamite. Saturday shows feel destined to fail. I don't know if they feel destined to fail, but I do think that a lot of people may have. I know people are going to be different on this because, you know, I, I have conversations with people and people feel very differently about this. But my personal opinion, my personal opinion is that I don't think people realize just how much how much having CM Punk on collision definitely felt like a must see show. I know that CM Punk was the majority reason why I'm personally choosing to cut why I started to choose to cover collision. Every week. Think of, keep about it. I'm giving up my Saturdays. I don't got to work Saturdays, right? Like, I don't got to work Saturdays. But I was like, okay, this is going to be CM Punk show. I'm going to watch Collision and I'm going to cover Collision every single week. And now that he's not there, I'm going, okay, well, I'm obviously not going to give up on the show. I'm going to still keep covering it. But it's also one of those things where, how do I explain this? If something comes up on a Saturday, and I could go do that. I'll be like, oh, well, if, if the last couple of weeks haven't been great, then, hey, I'm going to show up to, you know, so-and-so's birthday party at the park at 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. because that eh, collision is just okay, right? You don't want that, though. And I don't want that. I want to feel like I got to tune into collision each and every single week. Uh, Chris Ledeck, thank you so much for the super chat as well, man. Uh, Metalhead for life, dude. Nice to have you back. Metalhead for life is here. Send in a super sticker. Uh, thank you so much, dude. I appreciate you a whole lot. And the movie that um, this the Seth Rollins movie is Captain America. Uh, that's the one that he's coming out in Captain America 2. You know, it's funny, guys, is that I've seen a lot of those Marvel movies, but they're all a blur to me now. I've gone to so many of them. And they're all the exact same thing to me. I cannot, I could probably pinpoint different moments, but I will not remember like the storylines, the plots, nothing. Like it's in through my eyeballs and then out wherever. I don't know why I said eyeballs. I was trying to change it because you know how it's usually the saying goes in through one year, out the other. But then I was like, well, it's a movie and I'm watching it. Clearly I'm listening to it too. That was stupid. All right, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm just burying my own hole deeper. Tony Campbell says, Sap isn't the only one with insider's info. More Ring of Honor on Saturday night. Denise, you can see CM Punk on TV show Heels on Stars, uh, but April did better acting. I watched the show Stars. I thought it was okay. Uh, I wasn't too, like, crazy about it. It was fine. It was fine. But I, I, I've seen a lot of other shows that I just really liked a little bit more. So, uh I watched season one and that was kind of it for me. I was like, all right, cool. I can move on from this. I, I saw what I needed to see. I'm good. Uh, Hunter Tillman, who's a DWL member, has been for seven months, says, just showing you some love. Have a great vacation. Thank you so much, Hunter Tillman, for all the love and support that you give on this show. All right. And, oh, I knew the comments were going to come in for this one. MD says they are not all the same, Denise. Caden says, don't disrespect Marvel, Denise. MD says, Denise has never seen WandaVision. I did. I watched like two episodes, guys. Two episodes, two whole episodes of WandaVision. I watched it. And it's just, I'm not really into it, guys. I, I watch the shows. Honestly, I'm going to be real with you guys. I went to go watch all of those Marvel Avengers movies. One, because I just like to go to the movies and I have FOMO and I like to know what people are talking about and I want to be in on what's trendy, right? Whatever. But the other reason is because I just thought Thor was really hot and I wanted to go watch Thor. And then same thing with Iron Man. I was like, Iron Man's super hot. I'm going to tune in to go watch Iron Man. Are you kidding me? The Iron Man movies, I will not miss. Ask me what the plot is. Don't remember. I just remember that Iron Man was in it. I laughed at the funny parts and that was about it. But I cannot tell you what happened in any of those movies that I saw because I do not remember uh, at all. But I did enjoy watching Iron Man, though. I really did. I liked all his movies. Uh, Captain America, I never really... Oh, I know the girls are going to be like, she's crazy. I was never that girl that was into Captain America. He's not my type. I think he's too pretty. And I'm not into too pretty. That's not to say that the other people I like are ugly, but, but I'm just not into like the super pretty look. I like a little bit more like of the ruggedness, you know, like Thor, he has like that ruggedness. Uh, Iron Man, he has the ruggedness. I need the ruggedness. That's what I need, you know? I need to feel like, oh, need that manly energy. <laughs> okay, I'm done. 
Guys, I'm just going off the rails. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Metalhead, I'm saying too much. I'm saying too much. Metalhead for Life says, uh, you're the greatest of all time. Thank you so much for becoming a DWL member as well. David Kaplan says, just wondering when you will be back. Enjoy. I will be back on the 28th, the 28th of September. Yes, I will be traveling back to California on, on that day. And I will be back to work on Friday, so... Just give me Thursday night, guys. Give me Thursday night and I'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. Yes, Mr. Gonzalez says she's like the manly stuff. I, I definitely do. MD says Denise likes the uggos. Thor is not an uggo. Freaking uh, Iron Man is not an uggo at all. Um, Wolverine. Uh, I did think Wolverine was pretty good looking. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good looking. He didn't really get my like wheel spinning, but he was still good looking though, for sure. All right. <laughs> Matt Kensley says, how did we get here again? No idea. All right, man. Uh, Norse, uh, we got Nostradams, Nostradams VS sends in a super chat saying, did you see CM Punk's comments tonight doing commentary for CFFC? They joked about his release from AEW and joked that his, his uh, joke that his free time ends in two months. I did see that portion of it, uh, but I read it instead of actually watching uh, the actual clip. So I haven't seen like the actual clip, but I did see the tweets in regards to that. Uh, CM Punk, man, he is, he's not going to sugarcoat things, guys. That's not who CM Punk is. He's not going to sugarcoat these things. He's he even after the all out thing, he also made a joke when he was doing his commentary job. Uh, I think it's uh, Cage uh, Cage Fury. Yeah, Cage Fury that he's doing. Um, He made a joke after all out about the bra. And I don't remember what the exact joke was, but he did make a joke about it last time, too. So that's kind of kind of his thing. All right, guys. Rogue Comics says Hugh Jackman's single now. Call me when Henry Cavill is single. When Henry Cavill is single, is he single? I don't know. All right. We need to talk about Collision. Enough about superheroes. All right. Let's get to it. The opening match, which was literally my favorite thing for Collision here tonight. We had Claudio Castagnoli teaming up with Brian Danielson, the BCC, versus Big Bill and Ricky Starks, man. This was honestly, to me, the high point one of the high points for Collision here tonight. There was so much good here. And you guys already know that I'm a big fan of what they're doing with Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks. That's one of the it's one of the positives that, that actually came out of, you know, the whole CM Punk situation, right? Because if not, we would have never gotten Ricky Starks versus Brian Danielson in that strap match. And then we would have never gotten this program. But Damn, I really wish we lived in a world where we finished seeing the CM Punk Ricky Stark stuff because you guys know that was my favorite feud that was happening at AEW in the moment. And I also wish we saw the Brian, like I wanted both things, right? This finish to the CM Punk Ricky Stark story, but I am also in hindsight because we saw the match already. I still want Brian Danielson, Ricky Starks and what they're doing here. Um, there was a lot of things that I like. The one thing that I want to start off with is Big Bill. Big Bill has literally managed to climb his way higher and higher on this AEW totem pole. The partnership that they are doing with Ricky Starks, man, I'm so glad that they thought of this idea because these two guys are funny together. They were doing little things where they were mocking Brian and Claudio and little things like that go a long way. I think that they just add to what they're doing. They're not just going in there and doing the moves and, and going about things that way. They're always, you know, adding a little bit more, which gives personality, which clearly connects with the crowds and viewers like me and you. So personally, I'm really enjoying what they're doing here. And I'm going to go as far as to say that I hope AEW kind of sees what they have with Big Bill here because Big Bill, there's not, it's not every day that you have a big giant dude the size of Big Bill that can do the things that Big Bill does and be entertaining and have a personality. How many times aren't we sitting here talking about these big dudes who have zero personality and literally move like robots and are super stiff and just don't have any sort of appeal? But because they're so big, we got to give them the time of day, right? So personally, I really hope that AEW sees that. And clearly, I think they are, because if not, then he wouldn't be paired up with Ricky Starks, right? Uh, I just really want them to, to really, you know, push, 
push big bill do good stuff with him because you know i got to see a lot of the work that he did on impact wrestling and i was very fond of the matches that i saw with big bill uh uh well he was a w morrissey in impact wrestling and i remember being like damn i didn't care about him this much in wwe like i was a fan because i cared about like i was a fan of big Cass and enzo like who wasn't at the time because they would go out there and they were cool and their uh you know promos were cool and it was fun to cheer for them and God, it seems like an eternity ago, by the way, like an eternity ago. So, you know, Big Bill, when he went to Impact Wrestling and was W. Morrissey, he really turned things around for himself. And now look at him. I think he's just going out there and having a good time. So I'm, I'm a fan, man. I'm really a fan here. The other things that I was a fan of was seeing Big Bill and Claudio Casagnoli have those exchanges that they did. I thought those were really good. Of course, every single moment that we got with Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks was good. I mean, at this point, I'm starting to think that Ricky Starks owes Brian Danielson money because anytime Brian Danielson has the opportunity to like just beat the living life out of Ricky Starks, man, he fully, fully takes it, man. There were so many good moments. He's out there. Brian's like kicking him. He's chopping up. Uh, they just have have a really good chemistry and for the actual for the actual finish though we need to talk about the actual finish here because we had Ricky Starks pinning Brian Danielson but we need to talk about how this actually happened so they really, really like this went. Oh, this was a good amount of time by the way a really good amount of time there was a moment in this match where Starks hits a spear to Brian Danielson, but Claudio ends up breaking up the count. Fast forward, there's a whole melee that goes on outside with uh, freaking Claudio and Big Bill because Big Bill knocks down Brian Danielson when he's at the top rope. So then Claudio comes in and, you know, they go at it. And I think they go into the crowd, but we don't get to see much of that because the focus is on the in-ring portion of it all. And during this, we see Ricky Starks. So the referee is distracted by what's happening with, uh, with, with, with Claudio and Big Bill. And so in the ring, Ricky Starks uses that distraction to get a low blow on Brian Danielson, hits him with the Rochambeau, and gets the victory. So the referee never saw the low blow. So granted, uh, this wasn't like a clean pin at all. Uh, but he still pinned Brian Danielson. And I'm cool with this, man, because this keeps this thing going. And this thing right now is really the reason why I'm tuning into Collision is to watch Brian Danielson and Ricky Stark. So we just need more cool shit like this. And, you know, Collision will continue to, you know, thrive and do its thing. But right now, Ricky Starks, Brian Danielson, and what they're the story that they're telling that includes B Big Bill and BCC has been coming together pretty nicely. So I've been a fan of all of that stuff. Um, we got a couple more super chats here to get into. Um, thank you so much to Metalhead for Life for sending another super sticker. And uh, 554K says that his birthday was on the 14th. So happy late birthday, 554K. Uh, thank you so much for all of the support that you've been giving me throughout, you know, all of this time. And I really hope you had a nice birthday. Stephen Marchulli says, which crowd? Which crowd more in shock? Rogers injury or Cody losing at WrestleMania? Oh, please. Um, so there is two different types of emotion. By the way, I didn't finish reading your super chat. He says, collision builds around Starks. Enjoy the vacation. All right. So two totally different experiences. Being in the crowd for Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania and him losing was like a, oh, no type of reaction. The Aaron Rodgers injury was just like the, fuck, no gut feeling kick in the stomach type thing guys because it's two totally different things i don't feel like you can compare the two because you know one is scripted one it's not so you know it's just two totally different things and it's like the aaron Rodgers thing happened that's you know just life and life happens like that cody Rhodes didn't have to lose to roman reigns because that stuff is scripted so that was more like bro you're kidding me right now you're kidding me so it's two different types of emotions for sure uh johnny says uh, your husband's going to go fight Henry Cavill. Sure. That'd be great. That'd be pretty hot, actually. All right. Delayed grad sends in a super chat saying Sam Punk is gone from AEW. Get over it, kids. He was a bad fit for the company and assaulted his coworkers. That's fine in 1993, but not 2023, says Delayed 
grats. Well, delayed grats coming in with a pretty hot, strong take. But my friend, like I say, there's always two sides to a story. Uh, that's my personal opinion. And I'm not going to agree with everything that CM Punk did. No, because that would be freaking crazy. That would be crazy to agree with a lot of what he did. But I also think there's two sides to the story. And I don't believe in putting 100% of the blame on one person. I just think that's nuts. I just think that's nuts. But uh, delayed grats. Thank you so much for the super chat. And if you guys have any more hot takes like delayed grads, you can send in your super chats and they will definitely be read because this is a democracy. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, let's go ahead and move on from this. So we got another, uh, we got a couple of promos from Miro and Hobbs here. And basically we got the book of Hobbs. He's talking about the next chapter being destruction and saying no one's safe. He wants to physically and mentally cause pain to Miro. He wants to rip off his arm and beat him with it. Uh, good stuff there. Miro then comes on. He has his own vignette and he's talking about how, uh, you know, Miro is, uh, I'm sorry, Hobbs and his Hobbs is an SOB. And then he kind of touches on Lana here for a bit. And I think I understood this promo. My understanding of this promo, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not 1000% sure here, but from what I understood here is that, you know, Miro is talking about Hobbs kind of using his, quote, hot and flexible wife against him. And he's starting to say how he's not going to bend, I guess, for Lana and he's basically talking about how he's struggling to break away from her, but he keeps being pulled back. I think that's what he was saying here. That was my understanding is I guess Lana is like this bewitching God to him. I don't really think I get these anymore, guys. Honestly, Miro coming out here and he's talking about being the redeemer and God and all of this. I think he kind of lost me a little bit. And this was the one where I kind of got lost and I'm like, Okay, so my understanding is that you're referring to Lana as this like godlike figure and she's the one who's pulling you in. I don't know. I don't think I understand anymore. I don't think I understand. Uh, Scoucher Boy says, I thought Miro meant God was tenting him, not God, not, not Hobbs. I guess you're right, man. I don't even know. The point is he's being tempted. By having Lana go out there. And at one point I'm talking, I'm like, is he referring to Lana as God? Who's he talking about anymore? <laughs> Personally, I thought this one kind of got a little too, a little too poetic for me, guys. You guys know how I feel about these ones. Uh, who's Malachi Black is like the king of these types of promos where he just gets too poetic and all of a sudden it's not making sense anymore. Like you got to actually type it out. I got to sit down in my English class and my English teacher has to start breaking down every sentence for me because every sentence has a different meaning, a hidden meaning that I'm supposed to, you know, figure out what the symbolism of all of that is. I mean, I feel like I'm an English 101 every time Malachi Black cuts a promo. And so this is what that Miro one was starting to feel like. I feel like someone needed to type it out and I needed to read it and understand it. And I don't like those kinds of promos, guys. I really don't. I'm watching for entertainment purposes. I don't want to break things down like science. Uh, so I'm good. But anyways, that's what we're getting here. All right. Rafael Garcia is explaining this to us. He says he's feuding with God and God sent his hot and flexible wife to bring him back to God. Thank you, Rafael Garcia. You're hired on this show. You're hired. That's it, dude. Uh, you explained it so easily and so simple. I appreciate you, man. Uh, Mike T90K says, Lana is God's gift to me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Mike T90K, thank you so much for the super chat, man. I appreciate that. All right. So <laughs> MD89 says, Denise has, hates edutainment. <laughs> edutainment that's great all right uh we already talked about iron savages versus ftr so let's fast forward to keith lee versus shane taylor and take 22 my friends take 22 what the hell happened today let's talk about this so aw had a little bit of a what i like to call an impact wrestling moment and by that i mean if you watch impact you know that every now and then they have these like production errors where you're like dude what? <laughs> Why are we seeing this? And that's what happened here on AEW Collision here. So we had a Keith Lee promo. But prior to that, we 
accidentally end up seeing the behind the scenes portion of that. So we see them set up the shot, frame the shot, the producer, director, whatever, uh, freaking clapping the little board and saying, take 22, take 22. <laughs> and then they do their promo. They finally get it and bam, it makes TV, guys. Um, I think this was one of the situations where, because clearly this was pre-recorded. I think if it would have been live, it would have been, I don't know, maybe a little bit more acceptable because, you know, things happen when things are live. But if it's pre-recorded, all you had to do is watch it and edit that part out, trim it out and start it where it needs to start it. So I think this was just somebody not maybe paying attention to that part or maybe just an oversight and it was missed. So, yeah, that was kind of that kind of sucks because then all of a sudden, you know, you don't want stuff like that on your television, right? Because then everybody makes fun of you. And then you're trending on Twitter. Take 22 was trending. And it just looks bad. Like you don't want to know that it took Keith Lee and uh, Lexi Nair and Shane Taylor and everybody that was involved in this and Lee Moriarty, 22 takes. Somebody cue, somebody cue Taylor Swift because she's they're feeling 22. Okay. Um, Juan Castle sends in a super chat saying, dang, Denise, you're a hot cutie. AW Mrs. Punk. Uh, thank you, Juan Castle. I appreciate the compliment. I think it's the t-shirt. I'm wearing the Vikingo t-shirt today and it brings out my hair a little bit more, I think, because it's like gold and it's got like, you know, the brown coloring. It's got a lot of different colors of golds and browns in here. And that's the color of my hair. So personally, I feel like it makes my hair pop out a little bit. So I'm going to be wearing the shirt a lot, uh, especially on the days now that I have like a bad hair day or something. Richard Martinez has got to be a rib. No, I, I genuinely think that was just a mistake on whoever it is that's in charge of that. I have no idea. Uh, that that really, yeah, guys, I feel bad because again, you don't want to have that stuff on your programming. You know, AEW, they don't they don't get they don't make those kinds of mistakes, right? Every now and then they'll have like a little audio issue. Fine, it happens. It happens to everybody. Shit, how many times? You know, as a person who is you know does video here on YouTube, I've had so many technical glitches and things like that. I mean, I've done an entire interview where I forgot to press record. I've done an entire interview where my microphone was on mute. Uh, and those are like literally horrible things to have to go through. But I'm not on television and I don't got like 40 people checking this stuff. So so, yeah, it is definitely uh, it was an oversight and it kind of just became a little bit of the joke for the day. But um, the other thing to kind of take away from this is that. I kind of hope, you know, it would be funny. So Alexis P says, Keith Lee will have a move called Take 22. I was actually thinking like, oh, they should do a t-shirt, Take 22. Because if something like that happens, they might as well have fun with it, right? Like might as well roll with the punches and make the actual, you know, I would buy a Take 22 shirt. That's kind of funny to me. But anyways, Mac Henley says, I love how they made fun of themselves later in the show with Big Bill and Stark's interview where they did the same thing, but Bill shoot away the clapper guy. I like how we're just calling it the clapper guy. I don't know what the official name of the person who does the little clapping thing does. You know, I'm just going to say the per whatever. Take 22, sponsored by Taylor Swift, says MD. That's a good one. I like that one. All right, let's press on. So Keith Lee, Shane Taylor, uh, Shane Taylor. Uh, basically comes in and he interrupts Keith Lee and he talks about introducing Lee Moriarty as the newest member of Shane Taylor promotions and making sure to let him know that they weren't afraid of Keith Lee. And so here's where I'm at with this one, guys, this one, I'm, I'm hoping that this is finally the thing that brings or generates some interest for Keith Lee because when Keith Lee went to AEW, to me, it felt like a big deal, right? Because we were all like, yay, Keith Lee's going to AEW. Like, WWE dropped the ball so hard on Keith Lee, right? And Keith Lee hasn't really had any, like, super major moments. And if he has, he's probably had a couple. And they were so far away that I don't even remember them anymore. Uh, I can't even tell you. What Keith Lee has done this year on AEW, honestly, I know he had all the stuff at Swerve and then they never even finished that. They never even did the actual match between Swerve and Keith Lee. And I'm not even going to spend time with talking about that because at this point, I guess it doesn't even matter. And 
other than that, there was nothing. There was nothing there for Keith Lee. Like, and so personally, when you have somebody like that and they don't do anything with and nothing ever happens, you kind of tend to lose some interest because you're like, okay, Keith Lee, yay. Okay, but what else? Are we going to finally get something here? Give me a reason to care. Give me a reason to cheer. And so that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm hoping for with the Shane Taylor feud. I really hope that this is the thing that kind of gets Keith Lee back on the map. You know, uh, when I'm here naming people that I'm really excited about on AEW TV, I want Keith Lee to be one of those names that pops in my head because right now I will name like maybe 50 other guys before I name Keith Lee. I probably would even forget. So I really hope that uh, he and Shay Taylor and Lee Moriarty really cook up some good stuff here and uh, finally get some interesting storylines for Keith Lee here. So yeah, that's where I feel with, um, with all of this, honestly. All right, and uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's go ahead and get into, uh, we got a super chat here from Stephen Marchulli who says, Collision better with separate rosters, not as Dynamite 2.0 builds up Malachi, Mal builds up Malachi Black to world title level. I love, I'm a fan of Malachi Black, guys. Uh, I am, and I've always thought that there could be, you know, a lot more happening for Malachi. But again, um, you know, I feel like it's it's easy for us to say, oh, I hope this happens for this person or I hope for that happens for that person. But, you know, we just don't know. We just don't know the details of things. And so I don't know what it is that they want to do. No idea. Um, thank you so much to Stephen Marchulli for also sending in this super chat here. Uh, Mac Henley says, Clapper Loader is not a job title. I'd want to tell people I have. I feel like I'd get weird looks. <laughs> so I had a friend who was uh, working at UPS for a while. And we would always laugh because he would make fun of his own job title. So I don't know how many of you guys, if anybody here knows anybody who worked at UPS or maybe worked at UPS themselves, but one of the job titles that they had there was package handler, <laughs> package handler. And so um, my friend would always be like making fun of their own job title because he's like, oh yeah, I'm a package handler for UPS. It's pretty funny, package handler. Oh, yeah, MD's, MD's out here saying my dad works for his dad works for UPS and UPS was his first job. Uh, Mr. Team Bring It says UPS was the worst job I ever had. Uh, I mean, I've heard I've heard different stuff about it. I don't know. I never worked at UPS, but uh, I've heard stuff about it. <laughs> and uh, MD says that they were a package sorter. But yeah, they have the package handlers, too. A package handler. <laughs> That's funny stuff. All right. <laughs> D. Laura says at least it wasn't package Fonsler. Can you imagine that? But I can imagine for like somebody. It's pretty funny. All right. Um, Anthony Bowens versus John Silver. Very quick here. The funny thing to talk about this is that John, uh, John Silver. I keep wanting to say John Moxley. John Silver had a really funny line here where he tells Anthony Bowens and uh, Max that he Googled scissoring and that they're doing it wrong. I'm not going to explain that one to you guys. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. I'm moving on from this. Eva Luno comes out from under the ring and attacks Anthony Bowens. And Silver ends up getting him with a knee and wins the match. So a big moment for John Silver there. Uh, a nice little win over Anthony Bowens. And again, this was something that I really wasn't too interested in. But you know what? They made me laugh. It was some good moments here. So it was fine. Uh, we got a super chat here from Juan Castle who says, I grew up during the WCW, WWF era. Miss OG wrestling. Yeah, there's a lot of things I miss from, you know, back in the day, uh, obviously. Because, you know, you, clearly if you became a fan of your chances are if you know depending on your age if you're a fan right now of pro wrestling there's a good chance that you started a whole long time ago and so clearly those things made you become a fan of pro wrestling so you're always going to you know miss that kind of stuff for sure uh thank you so much to juan castle uh for uh sending in the super chat all right eddie kingston and claudio castagnoli are going to be having a match at grand slam dynamite and the thing that i made from this we had a backstage promo from eddie kingston and basically he's talking about you know new york being his home he's talking about how all of new york has his back and he's telling claudio like try and beat me in new york and he says, I'm going to F you up in New York. And he talks about what being a New Yorker is. And so what I took from this promo is I really do think that there's a good chance that this is going to be the main event. And because it's, you know, they're in New York. Title versus title. 
I feel like this was them basically telling us that this is going to be the main event at Dynamite Grand Slam. So we'll see. But it does seem like that's the direction that they're headed in, especially that's what I got from this promo here. Um, all right. So we also got um, a quick we got a quick match here between Ozzy Open and PB Smooth and Wes Barkley. And the big thing to take away from this is that after the match, Ozzy Open, it was a quick squash match. They win. Ozzy Open ends up challenging FTR to a match at Wrestle Dream. Now, I believe we have three matches now that are officially made for Wrestle Dream. Uh, of course, we have Brian and Zack Sabre Jr., Swerve and Hangman, Adam Page, and now Ozzy Open and FTR. Those are the three official ones. And I will tell you that based on those three official matches, this is the wrestling fans pay-per-view. Now, I know that's kind of funny, weird to say because all of AEW's pay-per-view has really good in-ring action. But I really feel like they're really stepping it up a notch with these matches that have been announced on this show so far. Because these three, really, you know you're going to get good in-ring work for all of these three matches so far and where we're at. We also had Shibata basically saying that he's coming. So I'm also expecting to see him uh, there. And then um, I'm expecting for them to have officially based off of Dynamite. I'm expecting them to have Kenoshiki Takeshita and Kota Ibushi. That's what I'm probably thinking they're going to do. And then I'm probably forgetting everything else right now. But that's where I'm at right now. I think Wrestle Dream is really looking like it's going to be a good show for wrestling fans. I think are really going to enjoy it just based off of that. Uh, we had Scorpio Sky versus Andrade El Idolo. And really the big thing to take away from this is that Andrade defeated Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky had really just, you know, he's really just come back. And he's talking about how, uh, you know, returning from back-to-back injuries is going to be tough but that he is a three-time champion in AEW and that he's not afraid to do the tough work so it didn't start off good with him getting this loss here but hopefully this is leading somewhere and I personally want to see Andrade continue what he's doing and the cool thing that happened after this which I was a big fan of was Jay White coming out Bullet Club Gold's going out there and Jay White essentially issuing this challenge to Andrade El Idolo. And next week we are getting Jay White versus Andrade. And this is more of what I want to see on Collision because these are two guys that I care about that I know are going to put on a good match. And that's what I want to see out of this show. Um, we got a quick match between the Righteous versus the Hardys. I'm going to be real with you guys. I didn't like this match. I thought it was very boring. Vincent pinched Jeff Hardy. I did not care at all. Not two cents did I care about this match. I just don't think the match was exciting. I didn't think the finish was exciting. And they just didn't do anything here for me to go, oh, my God, he beat Jeff Hardy. Uh, I thought this one came across very weak on the show. But one thing, and also I want to mention before I move on to the main event, that RVD is going to be on Collision next week. And I'm excited because I like RVD. And um this is my chance to promote my interview with RVD that I did. We talked about him going in and working for AEW and doing the stuff that he did on Dynamite with Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And I think he, it was a fun interview. So if you guys want to check that one out, I think it's still definitely timely. And you guys can check it out before the AEW Collision appearance. But... The big thing, or one of the big things to talk about on the show was the TBS Women's Championship match between Chris Statlander and Britt Baker. Now, one of the things that I had been saying for Chris Statlander is that I really, again, just want to see her have a dominant reign. And I love the match that he had, she had with Emi Sakura. I loved that match. She wrestled Jade Cargill in what looks to be her last match in AEW on Rampage. You know, they hug it out. The goodbyes were said and, you know, Jade's done with AEW. So for this one here to kind of continue that, to go from Emmy to this match with Jade to now this match with Britt Baker, I was watching this and I was going, man, I really want Chris Statlander to retain the title here. I did not want to see Britt Baker defeat her. And I think a lot of people wanted Britt to win. And that's cool and all, but I personally wanted Chris Statlander to win this match. And there were a couple moments in this match when, so Britt kept trying to get the lockjaw on Chris, but she couldn't get the lockjaw. Then she finally did. And I'm going, oh my God, that's it. It's over. Britt Baker's winning. And I'm looking at this. And when Chris Stantlander literally reversed it and she ends up getting a win, 
oh my God, I will not tell you. I was going, yes, I was screaming, yes, Chris Statlander won, because that's what I wanted to see. Chris Statlander is just getting steps and step closer to being one of the dominant women's champion on the AEW portion of this, you know, television stuff. Uh, damn, I was so freaking happy with this main event. I was happy because I thought the match was good. I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, I thought the story that closed out the, the way that they closed out the match with just basically Britt trying to get the lockjaw, trying to get the lockjaw, her hitting the angel's wing and the stomp on uh, Chris Statlander. I thought all of that felt like really big time. They really set it up to make you believe that Britt Baker was winning. And when she didn't, I thought it was really freaking awesome because it made Chris Statlander look even better. And let's not forget, because I know a lot of people are here going like, oh, we wanted Britt Baker to win. We wanted Britt Baker to win. Let's not forget that for the longest time, we were waiting for Chris Statlander to have her moment. We were waiting for Chris to have her moment. She had to go through two ACL injuries, man. And she came back from two ACL Injuries, think about that. Um, and Christian Lander is cha TBS champion. She's having good matches. Uh, I think the people like her. She's a likable person. Uh, I couldn't be happier about this. I could not be happier about this. And before we close it out, so Christian Lander and Britt Baker, they shake hands. Sportsman, womanship, awesome, thumbs up. And that's not it. Before we close out the show, there is a shot of Julia Hart looking on looking on and she's kind of has like a little bit of a judgy look and she's looking on at Chris Statlander and I'm going, yes, they said they're already telling us what's next for Chris Statlander. And that is what I want to see. Gives Chris Statlander a shit ton of opponents have good matches like with Emmy and this one. And I'm going to be happy guys. I'm going to be happy. It's going to be a nice little start to what could be a good division. If they just put more, more effort in that division. Alrighty, everybody, man. Yeah, I agree. By the way, this is a comment from M man Darionis who says she's been great these last few weeks. Completely, completely agree. Um, we got another super chat actually. And this one is also from, uh, Juan Castle, thank you so much to Juan Castle, who says, Bret Hart for myself, AW, only good thing is FTR. AW's got a lot of good wrestlers, a lot of good wrestlers. There's a lot of people that uh, you should, uh, I don't know if you watch AW often, but, uh, you know, they obviously got Kenny Omega. They got, depending on what wrestling you like, right, uh, there's going to be people that, you know, prefer certain styles. But you got a lot of good mixture of people. You got Adam Cole there. You got uh Adam Page, you you got Darby Allen, you got the Young Bucks, you got Brian Danielson, of course. Uh, there's just there's so many, there's so many names on the show, and of course, it really depends to what style you gravitate towards more. Uh, you know, it seems to me like you like more of uh, you know, I feel, I feel personally. Just, yeah, just, how do I explain this? I think that sometimes people think that AEW is just a bunch of spots. And yeah, the spots are fun. And I love the spots. Like Reg, like Reg my co-host on Wednesday, says the spot foo. Uh, he calls it a spot foo or something. Um, to me, like that stuff is fun. I really love that type of stuff. But again, it really does depend on what type of wrestling you uh, like. Uh, I have a feeling you'll enjoy Wrestle Dream. I really do think you'll like Brian Daniels and Zack Sabre Jr. I think you'll enjoy that match. Uh, I think that may be uh, a match that you'll really enjoy. Um, all right. So, and yeah, Juan Castle says too many spots with the Bucks. No, thanks. Yeah. So that's what I kind of figured. I kind of figured that you probably wouldn't like that, but that's the thing guys. Like I don't judge. Like I know there's people that don't like the spot stuff. I know they don't like it uh, and that's fine. You know, there's somebody, there's something for everybody. You don't want to tune into a show and see the same things over and over because you have different people with different personalities, different likes, and, uh, people gravitate again towards different styles because I know I love the spot stuff guys. You guys know, I love it you guys know I love it I'm here for for, for <laughs> I'm here for a lot of it but I also appreciate you know everything else that we see I I like everything uh super Fro says truth so many good wrestlers on AEW same thing even when they do like you know uh for example a topic is you know deathmatch wrestling a lot of people don't like that stuff shit I do and I don't care I love that stuff and I feel like sometimes People try to shame people, especially online, right? Because people think that liking a certain style of wrestling makes you more superior. I'm not that person. Uh, I think that like what you like because 
it's entertainment and entertainment is subjective. We all know that. And you can like any style of pro wrestling you want. And nobody should be judging anybody else for the pro wrestling that they like. That's where I'm at. Um, alrighty, everyone. That is it. That is the show. That is AW Collision. And that is my, um, my last podcast for the next 10 days, at least live, because I am going to be bringing out four podcasts this week while I'm on vacation. They're going to go out. I have some really great stuff. So keep an eye out here on the YouTube channel. There's going to be a total of seven videos coming out, guys. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you what days they're coming out so you guys can know. Um, Monday, I'm not going to tell you what videos because I want them all to be a surprise. So I'm just going to say mystery videos. There are seven mystery videos coming out. And I'm going to drop one on Monday. And these are all going to go out at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that's 12 noon uh, Eastern Time. So 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Come check the channel. Monday, September 18th, there's going to be a video. Tuesday, September 19th, there's going to be another video. September 21st, there's going to be another video. September 22nd, there's going to be another video. September 25th, there's going to be another video. And September 26th and September 27th, uh, that is the release schedule for when you're going to be seeing videos here on the channel. And then I will be back. When I come back from vacation, I will be live doing a watch along for No Mercy, uh, NXT No Mercy. I will be here for that, um, uh, doing a live watch along. So that'll be a good time. Um, that's it, guys. That's all I've got. That's all I've got for today. Thank you guys so much for all of your love and support. And please do not, do not, for, do not forget me for these next 10 days. I expect the Stone Cold Steve Austin pop when I return. Uh, so thank you guys so much. And be keeping an eye out on my social media. I'll be posting little vacation stuff. So I'll probably flood your feed with Greek content uh, as well as all my wrestling videos because I'm going to be heavily promoting those as well. So that is it, guys. I will be back here uh, in, in, well, a little bit, 10 days, after 10 days, after I come back. I come back September 28th. So September 28th is when I come back. All right, everyone. I'll see you guys. Bye.